and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 139. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Dude, we are out of football season. Yeah, officially. No more updates. <laughs> uh, we didn't do it last week because we filmed our episode before the Super Bowl, so we didn't talk about anything. Because yeah. afterwards, I pretty much was like, what am I doing? And I ended up just getting a bunch of Chinese food, which normally... I get Mexican food for the Super Bowl. I get not. I get super nachos. You know, like full on, fat fucking stack of like beef covered chips and everything. It's just beautiful. The chips are probably soggy by the time you actually get to them because they're just covered and everything. It's beautiful. I did Chinese because you're the Tiger Chinese New Year. I felt it was more appropriate oh, the Bengals. And it's good thinking. Myself and everyone I know were going for the Bengals. I was more so going against LA when right. I was going for them. And then as it's happening, I'm also like, but I don't really care at the <laughs> same time. So when the Rams started like turning it, like maintaining like, oh, we're going to win. I'm just like, oh, shit, because they were playing really well. I couldn't fault them. I'm like, you know, I, I want to get mad, but this is they're doing really good. Like their receiver, uh, Cooper Cup, who I was hating because of how the Niners did not cover him. And he was the one that basically undid us. Uh, he pretty much got MVP. That dude was really great. But pretty much, we're done. No more Super Bowl. No more football talk until next fall. And I'm attempting to kind of watch basketball because I've never really been into it. But I'm trying to get into it a little bit more, at least until baseball starts. So, mm. yeah, that's the real. I like going to Giants games. You, you, you like going to Giants games. Giants yeah, games are fun. I just haven't been there in, like, literally since COVID. No, you can't. It's going to be great. They got a... Uh, they got like crab sandwiches now. They're really, really fucking good. Yeah. yeah. But of course, this is Sutra Side Talk. Every week we talk about what we've been playing and what we've been watching. I uh, hope you guys watched last episode. We had my friend Andreas on and we talked about the Book of Boba Fett, which, you know, was a fun time and was a much longer discussion than I an I had anticipated. Like I legit thought it would be a very short thing at a certain point. I'm like, oh, wow, we're only 40 minutes in. We're not going to even like reached an hour next thing you know there's another hour's worth of conversation still and i'm like oh okay never mind then all right i great. think it was when we got derailed with like was was the mandalorian stuff good or was it a detour and you're we like i don't know it's kind of both. and then we detoured <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it, that's the whole point it was like deep discussion which i hope you guys really enjoy that that's the format i've been trying to go for which isn't necessarily oh well, you know how did you like the thing worth a thing and it's like more so how do you feel about these comparisons, uh, the way they utilized this, the different arcs they used and the storytelling methods they had and all that stuff. So uh, we're going to do something similar sort of today, but probably a lot shorter because it's not as big, most likely. Uh, today's main topic, we're going to talk about the Uncharted movie. Uh, we actually switched around. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Demon Slayer uh, Entertainment District, but we are holding that one week back. So we're going to do that next week because we'll have not one but two guests on andreas will be coming back and if you ever listen to that up to it down to it episode on uh cons like comic con and anime con and stuff uh, our friend momo was on for that and she's going to be on this as well for demon slayer so we'll have four people to talk about it it's going to be really fun uh but that'll be next week this week we got the uncharted movie and then some news pretty much from the last couple weeks we're actually going to catch up with that nintendo direct and then uh, Super Bowl, of course, had some 
interesting trailers. We already covered Jurassic World Dominion, so luckily that was already taken care of. Uh, we'll instead be talking about some other pretty much Marvel and horror and whatnot uh, trailers and horror because it's uh, a scary movie and horror because it's scary for what we saw so far of what this show is bringing. Uh, James will figure that out, I'm sure, in a second, depending on if you know what show I'm talking about. But uh, if not, it's okay. you'll, you'll know. I, like, I thought you were talking about the Doctor Strange thing, but I'm, now I'm not really sure. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Right. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, how are you doing this week, dude? I'm good. Real fast. Uh, it was a kind of a slow week at work, just because like Monday is a President's Day, right? Yeah. It's a, Monday's a holiday, so... So we didn't have to have anyone come in on on Monday to do like any of the usual tests we do because a lot of the stuff we do is like time sensitive. Uh, we just didn't start anything this week, so it was a lot of desk work and stuff like that. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've just been um, applying to some places and whatnot, nice. uh, and getting setbacks on my own things where I think something is good to go, and then I'm like loading it up, and then something else completely out of my power is like oh hey guess what this happened don't you love it like i know this is like not the the same thing but every i try to do like the my usual workouts like every day during the week like while i'm at work because i have a gym like literally right outside my office that i have access to but when i'm not feeling up to it and i'm all tired i'm like i just feel weird not getting all my workouts in and i feel like i've been like set back or whatever even though it's like you don't have to work out every day. I just no, at yeah. some point have convinced myself that if I don't, I'm like letting myself down. So I mean, it's always a good consistency, even if it's like yeah. different, different like amounts. If it's like a, a rest day, you could just do like a, a small amount of stuff that doesn't even require you to be like outside or anything. Yeah. Then there's other things where it's just like, I, I've been trying to get back into cardio and I've been doing pretty good and like getting, you know, my endurance up and being able to run for longer without having to stop and, and catch my breath and stuff. And then like literally the, the other day I was on my way back from work or back from getting lunch and going back to like work. And I like jogged across the, across the street and like, I don't know, pulled something <laughs> in my ankle. And, oh damn. And I, I was just like, just like breathing hard. No, like I, I just like, so, for some reason my ankle went wrong and I was like, Oh no, that sucks. I hope it's okay. And it's been sore for like two days. Oh, it's probably not, too bad like no it's, it's like fine you, as long as long as it's not what happened to me you should be okay <laughs> no i didn't sprain my ankle or anything it's yeah. just i it's one of those things where it's like you mentioned like you know your plans getting delayed and it's like i've been trying to get back into doing cardio and being better about that and it's like now well now your ankle's gonna tell you not to for a few days no for sure and it's and funny it was like, my portfolio website uh all yeah. the youtube videos oh yeah private. you told me about that yeah, that's so much worse so though. i was like fuck because I don't have power over those. I didn't distribute the videos. <laughs> I also Thanks, have like you. a little joke story about getting older, I guess. Like, my back. I literally, dude, dude, I like, I sneezed once earlier and one of my abs like cramped up so hard. I thought I'd get myself a hernia. Dude, <laughs> I, I like, immediately freaked out when you said you sneezed. I was like, oh no, he fucked. He did fuck his back up. <laughs> no, no, thankfully it wasn't my back. But I, I literally like, I felt one of my abs t- tense up. And then it just kept getting like cl- clenching up more and more to the point where I was just like, oh, why? You gotta, you gotta master your breathing techniques, man. You gotta yeah. Master your, your whatever uh, form of breathing you wanna master. Dude, 
this is going to sound stupid, but like I literally had one of those moments while I was on the treadmill like a, a week or so ago. I was like, get starting to get winded. And I was like, I need to control my breathing techniques. I can run faster and farther. I know I can if, as long as I control my breathing. And I did. It worked. <laughs> very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, but all right. You ready to get right into yeah. the news? All right. Yeah. So I'll let you start off with the Nintendo direct specific things you uh, want to go I'm gonna give myself a six minute timer just okay. in case <laughs> okay uh so there were like a bunch of smaller updates for like things that they'd already mentioned it's basically just like hey remember this is happening like the fire emblem moose out game and and stuff like that uh they did show off a little bit more of kirby in the forgotten land i think it was called i'm not usually into kirby games but this game looks like it's got a little bit of the Mario Odyssey mechanics of just like taking different forms. Yeah. And, the, and that's, it's really weird to say, cause that's literally what Kirby has always done is like eating things and getting new abilities. And just for some reason, it's different enough in this game that it kind of feels like Mario Odyssey and that I might be more into it in terms of like, they might be taking the, form changing abilities into account for making interesting puzzles and stuff so that might be more fun to me but they also showed off a new sort of thing where kirby doesn't quite eat like digest things and it's called uh mouthful mode and oh my god it looks horrifying like the the second they showed kirby like stretched over a car and his like little feet dangling off the back hungry I was just like, oh, oh, that doesn't look comfortable at all. Like, it literally looks like they just stretched Kirby over a freaking car. Imagine how and, the like, family inside the car felt. It's so weird. And they, they also showed, oh, God, yeah, if there was, like, someone <laughs> in the car. Jesus. That would be a great horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, like, I don't know. It On the one hand, the trailer did make it look more like I might have fun actually playing this Kirby game over, like, the other ones that I've tried in the past, which I thought were, like, just a little bit too simplistic and, and not challenging enough uh but yeah big mouth mode no sorry uh mouthful mode just looks like someone made their nightmares come true i don't know uh but the things that i was most excited for that they showed off was a new mario strikers game and i don't know if i've ever actually officially mentioned this on the podcast i'm pretty sure i have but I, I think we've talked about, like, the, the other Mario sports games in the past. And I'm just, like, I might have mentioned at the time, like, man, where's Mario Strikers? They keep making a new Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, like, occasionally Mario, like, baseball or basketball. But, like, they, they made, like, two Strikers games, one for GameCube and apparently one for the Wii that I totally forgot about. And they just never talked about it again. And they, sh- they showed off a new Strikers game for Switch. And I am actually really excited for it i don't know why i i'm not even usually that into sports games but you throw mario in there i'm apparently into it you're everything for, i hate in this world <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i didn't get mario <laughs> golf because i i just don't really care about golf at all and like same with mario tennis i just did, i heard that the last mario tennis was like kind of meh so but for some reason strikers it like i think it's because it's like really stylized like it looks it literally looks different from the other games. Mm. And especially when you're doing like the power moves, there's like this really cool, like sketched outline to your characters. And it, it looks really, yeah, it's like, kind of like Shaolin soccer, right? Yeah. And that's the other thing is like it, 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 they literally are like, yeah, you literally fight and like, a, and tackle your, your opponents and stuff, which you're not allowed to do in regular soccer, which is why I thought it was really funny. They said 
they didn't call it a Mario soccer game. They called it a soccer like game. So they, they acknowledge it like this. It, this ain't soccer rules. This is our own. We make Nintendo our own rules. doing Nintendo shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that I lost my mind over was instead of them uh, mention or yeah, even like mentioning Mario Kart nine, they're like, hey, here's 48 new uh, maps for Mario Kart eight, which you already love. And dude, I'm so hyped. It's like twenty five dollars for 48 new t- uh, tracks. Granted, they're all I think they're all like legacy courses that were in previous games, but Dude, they had me a Choco Mountain being in one of the first ones. I, I don't know why. You I had me like, a Choco, man. Dude, like literally, I don't know why. I think it's just because I love chocolate. But that <laughs> uh, that was literally my favorite map in uh, Mario Kart 64. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that's coming back. What reason would you have for this? I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, uh, the other thing that they mentioned is this is also going to be included in the uh, uh, oh, for Mario Kart? Nintendo Switch ex- expan- expansion pass. So I guess that's more information that like, or more confirmation that they are going to just start adding more expansions to the expansion pass, which makes the name make more sense. Yeah. And, and it's not just the animal crossing thing. So, and it also gives you more bang for your buck considering yeah. you know, how everyone was enraged over the, it's like, Oh, you get Sega Genesis and Nintendo 64 games for like fucking, stupid prices so like at the time i was like that's it's not worth an extra 25 bucks for mario kart or for animal crossing dlc and like n64 games but now if they keep adding n64 games and they keep adding more and more dlc to it and they include like splatoon 3 dlc to it or something like that and they don't remove anything and and if they never remove it then like i actually might consider this i mean at the at the moment i'm more leaning towards just like buying the mario kart dlc because i'd rather just have it it's kind of like or sorry no i just i was just going to reiterate like but like if they do make that expansion pass more and more worth it over time i might actually just get that and keep it i mean like uh the the way i see it the way nintendo online has been has been kind of like game pass except just with old games and pretty much a much lesser version of it where you know it's just like here's some no, here's here's a few, yeah. and you're like, okay, okay thanks, I guess. Uh, when are we up? getting more? We'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking yeah. So it's, it, Nintendo really, I I think people have problems with EA and everyone else. I'm just like, dude, Nintendo's probably still one of the worst to me in just they're so many ways. They're definitely one of the more frustrating ones for sure. Incredibly frustrating. They even just shit even on the... all the YouTube music stuff. Uh, you see, I, oh god, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's like it's not even that they feel like they're doing it for money. It just feels like they're they just don't understand what people. They're just really a dogs want. trying to stop people from playing with its toy when no one really wants the toy. They're just kind of like, let me just help yeah. you out with this thing. And they're like, no, no you can't do anything with it. Um, like, I want to play with old Mario, but what, don't you want new Mario though? Like, sure, but can I please play with old Mario? No, <laughs> pay us. <laughs> Here's Chris Pratt. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> um, God, that was but, such a weird thing. But like I said, it's like a, a shitty Game Pass. And then uh, with these DLC expansion editions, it kind of feels like the equivalent of like PlayStation Plus Games for Gold, uh, where it's like, oh, you know, this month you'll get this thing for free added on. That's like something that's more useful to the modern yeah. uh 
console and stuff. So that that could be interesting and yeah, definitely more worth it. But I'd probably still be annoyed overall just for the price and everything. But because I'm on the family plan, uh, I don't really care as much because of how cheap that is. So yeah, thank you, Nintendo Family Plan. At least. Yeah, that's <laughs> just keep using your communal shared stuff. It works out. Um, so, so I'm already over time. So I'm gonna real quick go over the last few oh, yeah, things. Um, no, no worries. So apparently, there's a remake of Live Alive coming, which is notable because it never came out in America. I don't think. And it's basically the inspiration for Octopath Traveler. Okay. Like, the people that have played it have uh, called it, like, one of the greatest RPGs of all time. So I'm, I'm interested to give that a try eventually, someday. Uh, Those are my lines. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> that there's also essentially, like, a new Wii Sports coming. Just, it's called Switch Sports. But, like, I might pick that up. I don't know. What, what sports are we switching to? <laughs> Uh, that was a good one you know that was a good one so and then the last thing that they ended with was they officially announced xenoblade chronicles 3 which i was not expecting because xenoblade chronicles 2 only came out what feels like a few years ago and i don't know dude like i really liked xenoblade chronicles 1 when i started playing it on the new and the new 3ds god that's such a stupid name for that console but um i never finished it and they released a new version on the switch which has like an added on epilogue and like mm-hmm. way better graphics and everything i so badly since they announced xenoblade chronicles 3 for some reason want to go back and tr- and buy xenoblade chronicles definitive edition and play it and maybe get onto 2 which i also wanted to play but never got around to when it came out but, dude, there's too many games coming out right now. I haven't even started Forbidden West because you convinced me the other night when we were talking about it to uh, finish my new game plus in, for, in Zero Dawn, which I, I'm pretty close. I actually but, finished last night. Uh, I did. Yeah. I blasted through it. Anyway. I'm, yeah. at, I'm at the part where Silence is like, before you go into like this underground area. Oh, at the at the, the uh, sun. At yeah. Sunfall. He's like, okay. this is a point of no return. And I just. I remember that not being the end of the game and being really confused why they would make it feel like it's supposed to be. It's yeah, pretty yeah, close, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not yeah. It's not the end end. All right, next news piece. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we got like four or five. Uh, did you want to talk about the Sonic Knuckles? No, honestly, there wasn't much new okay, cool. from the, uh, right, from so the new trailer. We got four uh, things we'll quickly go over. Each one's three one minutes. Three yeah, minutes. Three minutes. Uh, we'll start with probably the shortest one. Uh, we got a little teaser, or I guess like a, a TV spot for Moon Knight from the Super Bowl. Yeah. And not too much new stuff. It just shows like Ethan Hawke no, again. I, it has yeah. uh, purple uh, stuff. And, you know, better look at the Moon Knight outfit where it's like it's the cape is shaped like a moon, which I, I really do love the way they pull that off. I didn't even notice that. And he has like I a moon battering, which I feel that bad I saying that, but it's like anything that's in a handheld style like that, yeah. I just the, kind of the like moonering. Bat, yeah, like it's a battering. You just kind of, you know, it's a form of Batman. Which Moon Knight is kind of Marvel. Besides Daredevil, Moon Knight and Daredevil are pretty much like the closest things to Batman in the yeah. MCU. It's really weird. Or yeah, Marvel like there's people keep comparing Moon Knight to Batman, and it's like there are some similarities there, but, but overall different. Yeah, very very different. Very different. Uh, it's just you know, cape guy. Who, yeah, cape guy who goes around at night and throws a battering. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> more or less. Uh, just this one is literally completely insane. Yeah, and 
probably it's going to be the most mature Disney Plus show we've gotten. Um, eh, potentially. We'll At least potentially. for the Marvel stuff, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Like, WandaVision went to some pretty, like, dark places, though. Yeah. 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 Fucking same thing. It had Isle of Lucy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. That's gonna that's probably gonna be amazing in March. Um, yeah. Next up, we had the trailer to Nope. Yeah, dude, I'm dude, so hyped for this movie. That looks really fucking good. That's coming out in July, and I love that it's like Nope. You're like, why is it called Nope? And you look up in the sky, and there's fucking aliens, and you're like, Nope. I yep. I love it because it's like that that trope of like you know. It, it, it's actually a thing where you watch a lot of horror movies and it's usually like some white person that goes in and normally everyone else would be like, nope, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah, <laughs> like why would, why would you go in there? That's so dumb, but it, it's like a weird thing that happens. So, uh, Jordan Peele is definitely utilizing that where you're just like, so, Oh hell no, I'm not dealing with this shit. So one thing I I've heard that I love and I hope is actually a real thing is like, because Jordan Peele is so good at, like subverting your expectations and like setting it up to look like a horror movie about one thing. And then it ends up having like a a deeper meaning to it. People are trying to analyze like what is Nope. Does it actually stand for something? And because aliens showed up, I heard people saying, what if it stands for not of planet earth? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I doubt it. That's that. That's pretty far reaching. Honestly, (laughs) that's really far reaching. I just, but yeah, dude, like, One of the things in horror that gets my skin crawling so easily is aliens. I don't know why, but like fear of the unknown, man, dude, even like close encounters of the third kind, which is not really like it's got some scary bits to it, but it's definitely it's not meant to be a horror. But dude, when I watched that as a kid, I was so terrified. It was science for me. Um, which oh, was God, like science. Ugh, yeah. Science was <laughs> like, oh, I'll be safe in the shower. No, wait, I watched it. Fuck, the clown's gonna come out of the drain. So I'm fucked either way. It's either <laughs> the alien or the clown that's gonna fucking kill me. Uh, though, it's really if you want an alien movie that's gonna fuck you up, watch the fourth kind. Oh yeah, Ugh, that dude. Literally every one of like up. mentioning every one of these movies is getting me giving me like goosebumps. Ugh. Isn't it great? Uh, it's gonna be great. You should we should just watch a bunch of the scariest alien movies before we watch Nope. That would be fun. Just yeah, to, that just sounds to like a lot of fun up. to me. It'd be fun. It'd be fun, dude, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like twenty years later. It'll be great. <laughs> but yeah, like I guess to wrap up, I I've really enjoyed every one of Jordan Peele's movies so far. Yeah. So like I'm absolutely down for this one. Yeah, I, I really so far it looks really cool. Uh, the premise you even get you're getting teases of what they look like. You literally see like the fence and you see the little gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Uh, people fucking flying into the sky. Oh, my God. It looks so fucking good. Dude, uh, if you want to not to mention like another alien horror movie, but if you want to really like shit your pants, like watch Fire in the Sky. Like, ugh, God, that movie. there's there is a. Uh, abduction scene in that movie that is just absolutely horrifying Ugh. okay all right uh next up doc tor strange into the multiverse of madness which i'm not gonna lie um i i mean this trailer got me excited 
somewhat. Yeah. But I'm I just I I haven't really cared that much about this movie. I know everyone's really hyped about it because of everything it means. I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. If it wasn't Doctor Strange, maybe I'd be more excited. But I'm just not, I'm just personally not huh. a Doctor Strange guy, so that's why I don't really care too much. Um, that's interesting because. For me, like Doctor Strange, the the first one was like one of the Marvel movies that I actually go back and watch every once in a while because I actually really? really enjoy it. Okay. I mean, partly is like I I really like a good origin story movie and seeing him go from like being super arrogant and like thinking like oh I know everything in the world and being taken down to like rock bottom and building himself back up, I I like that kind of hero's journey. So, okay, I, that's not exactly the hero's journey like the traditional but i like that kind of progression i guess so so i really enjoyed the first doctor strange and like every one of the marvel things leaning into the multiverse stuff so far i have enjoyed so i'm kind of with you where like i i'm excited i'm interested i guess to see this movie but i'm not super hyped i guess so i think far. i'm more it's it's the same exact thing of no way home it where i did not feel. care about tom holland's story i'm like yeah oh, it's really? fine i mean i would setting up i mean getting ready for it i was like okay that's fine i don't really care uh the last two movies were fine but all i care about is that i get to see all these villains from the previous movies and potentially uh andrew garfield and tomu mcguire that's really all i cared about and then i got that and i was like dope that's why that's why i wasn't really that impressed with the movie overall like when we we're talking about it i was like yeah that's fine just because the, that the stuff it's really about wasn't the most interesting part for me it was the stuff mm. that was more of the i guess nostalgia and things like yeah, that that's which fair. you know i guess says something about it or myself you could say both but that's at least how i perceived it whereas the same thing with dr strange like we see the illuminati with those little ultron guards taking yeah i wasn't him in. sure what that was or not patrick stewart's professor xavier we get this we get to hear him and we're like okay so we have fox x-men professor xavier most likely uh fox first version of reed richards from fantastic four um Ooh, that'd be interesting i'm pretty sure and i don't know who the rest will be. i'm assuming we'll see no more We'll finally Namor. I always say Namor. Namor we'll, we'll see Namor. I think finally appear. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I don't know. It, spoilers right here. You guys can skip like two minutes ahead. But uh, did you see the Ryan Reynolds what he posted? Uh, people thought he showed up as like Deadpool in like a reflection somewhere in the trailer. He posted and he's, like, a photo and on something uh, did he and delete he no he posted a photo where he's just looks like ryan reynolds and the person with him was someone that was working on the doctor strange set oh. and then he deleted it and they're like hey that's the guy that works on the doctor strange set and he's like fuck <laughs> so odds are deadpool will be in it which is makes sense considering he is the biggest fourth world like fourth wall uh yeah breaking character so that makes sense that he would show up too and you know th the whole thing here is we're gonna get a melding of you know, before spider-man was a melding of spider-man this is gonna be a melding of like we're gonna see all the the fox stuff potentially Do you, you know what it feels here. like to me is crisis on infinite earths where they literally were like we got all these different universes there's too many Possibly. we gotta smash them together i mean that's also where, what we're potentially getting in the flash like where they're like oh here's yeah and it's like fuck <laughs> where's ben affleck he's tired he doesn't be alcoholic again oh okay um, Shit. i'm i'm like super excited to, for like the next episode of uh 
um, to cut a steal to talk about Peacemaker because I want to talk about that last like the cameos of the Justice League and how like oh, it's, there uh, really were only like two of them there. That's, that's and even the two that showed up was like this feels weird well it's it's a whole i hate that that's a discussion within a, a discussion of like the whole <laughs> series i'm like fi- that's what i was the one thing i'm like fuck i have to talk about that now it's gonna suck because <laughs> there's so many anyway anyway uh yeah so dr strange looks interesting we also see like the what if version of dr strange we see zombie strange yeah i didn't uh, catch that 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 was doctor that, that that was zombie strange at first until someone pointed it out and i was like uh, I, I could see that. Yeah, maybe. I don't even think we saw him in the What If Zombies either. Um, I think we saw only the other stuff. We... I thought there was a Zombie Strange, but I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we see a lot of different stuff, and it'll be cool. Um, like I said, I'm more just excited to see what it does with the whole multiverse stuff. Um, Same. Just to see the Fox stuff. I want that's the main thing I want to find out is what's going on with the, the all the Fox properties and. The biggest thing, what do we what are we doing with the X Men? What's going on here? Uh, that that's my biggest thing. Oh, sure. okay. So one of the theories I have heard is that one of the few like Fox properties that they have already confirmed that they're gonna start working on, X Men ninety seven. So what if that like this is why? Because they literally bring in the ninety seven X Men or the the animated world? X-Men character the animated world strange is animated and he's like what the fuck yeah <laughs> I mean, and that'd then be pretty funny and then like that's why they have a chance to keep the series going because they literally reintroduce <laughs> it must <laughs> be so fucking crazy i just love you know like uh someone like it's like that meme of like the iron man movie getting pushed out of the way and uh to move our experiments like i'm the first mc movie now bitch and now it's getting pushed oh, out of the yeah. way and you just have the x-men thing like we're the first mc movie now bitch also we stopped marvel from going bankrupt don't forget that shit uh yep. but, yeah <laughs> and then final trailer which is the horrifying one the lord of the rings yeah the rings of power trailer which you know I am a very, very big Lord of the Rings fan. The trilogy movies are probably my yeah. favorite trilogy more than Star Wars, everything else. And same. I like I literally I know I mentioned it in like an episode a while ago, but like when I went back and rewatched the extended editions, like when I got HBO Max, I literally was like, I can't believe how much I forgot how much I love these movies. Like, I literally was brought to tears at times because I was just like, man, no one makes movies this good anymore. <laughs> it's, uh, yes, we got, we saw stuff for a minute. It's a minute long and we see yeah. moose men. We see moose men hunting because, you know, it's important for men to dress up as mo- moose to be Not hunting, quite hobbits. Like, I think people have been saying that they're like the progenitors to hobbits. Like, I Why are we I, supposed to care about that? I don't know. Why is that a thing? There was like some child boy and we're like, okay. And look, I thought it was some weird thing about sweet tooth or some shit. Uh, it felt like, um, I think my biggest complaint about this trailer is that like, we just mentioned how much we, we love Lord of the Rings, at least the, the original Peter Jackson trilogy and the books. I love the books and the, yeah, I like the books. I'm just not the biggest fan of Tolkien's writing style, but I like the story at least. Mm. And Man, I got nothing out of this trailer. I I was just like, this looks like generic fantasy and nothing about it is really grabbing me. Like there was literally 
no part of that trailer that made me go, wow, I can't wait to see this. There was no part of that trailer that made me go, wow, this is Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Like I, every single thing I saw just looked like, hey, it's a fantasy world. And it's like, well, what makes the Lord of the Rings? I could just go on like that forever. There's nothing, (laughs) there's nothing to go on. Like Galadriel and Elrond are there. Galadriel's for some reason like fully armored and Elrond is like, I couldn't tell if he had, he had short blonde hair. hair. And I'm like, why would you do that? That's not what the, like no elves that I'm aware of had short blonde hair. Like even like, if you were like, well, it doesn't look like the, the like we're not doing the movie. It's like, well, okay, well, the way they're described in the book. Yeah, no, Tolkien is extremely descriptive. That's one of the reasons is... why I'm not a biggest fan of his arts. Like, to okay, to clarify, I like descriptive writing, but Tolkien likes to describe everything, whether it's important or not. Down to the Trump stamp, Trump stamp. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, he's getting in my head. Um, yeah, I just don't know what to take away from this because it's like, what is this even said in? We know it's not related to Lord of the Rings, the the films, because yeah, when you look at all of it, you're like, well, this doesn't fit in at all. All these different things well, are trying new here that they're like, well, we've never done this in a Lord of the Rings anything before. We're changing things up. All we know is that it's set in the Second Age. Yeah, but that's that's all I know. And which the second age is a big stretch because they said rings of power, which makes it you know the elven and dwarven human rings. Sauron gets the one ring, which yeah. makes you think the last alliance of elves and men. But second age also has the earlier shit where Sauron's a servant to Melkor, aka like uh, the the man like Morgoth. One one's like a place in person, but you can they get mixed up a lot. And he like Sauron's like a werewolf at one point he's a vampire at another point like he's just a servant to this guy who's bigger who has like an army of balrogs and there's like a balrog king and Nazgul aren't even your biggest worries in this fucking past version and there's an awesome elven kingdom called Gondolin and it's supposed to be like insanely cool uh there's like an elven king that rides an eagle in the battle and has like a crazy sword his name's like Elendil I think um there's a whole yeah thing there there's even like a, a war between elves and dwarves because dwarves are greedy bastards and shit because we're gonna kill them and take the gold <laughs> fucking idiots um it, there's so much there and if it's called rings of power like there's not really a big thing about the rings before sauron uh, yeah not, so i'm not just really. very confused what they're gonna do with the story and like they literally titled it the rings of power so i thought for sure in the first trailer we would get a glimpse of one of the rings of power being forged maybe but nope not yeah. that i'm aware of so i am very worried so far about this show yeah and honestly i could go into high description of like all the things that just don't look right or they are just not doing things according to the way tolkien had it but that literally we'd be here forever so yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like still wait and see in september when this actually comes out but i'm just it's not i'm not cautiously optimistic i'm not cautious i am just immensely worried at this point yeah my like i said my biggest complaint is like how do you make the lord of the rings look boring and generic how this is the year where you're like oh well i'm worried about halo and lord of the rings because they look like complete and utter trash like that that's what we're at the point of currently and (laughs) 
yeah so at least we have moon knight thank god um but yeah that's that and that's pretty much all the news um sorry that was right. much longer than anticipated uh but where where are we at moving oh, into half hour moving into uncharted we saw the movie and of course you know spoilers ahead for uh for this just like every uh feature talk we have but movie itself will be going through the a few different things one the adaptation of characters so just looking how specifically nate sully and chloe are game versus movie how they hold up in the movie versus their games versions uh and you know the casting and everything else for them also what the movie took from the games in terms of like pretty much settings uh what actions are used and stuff because there's certain big like set pieces that are in the games that are used in the movies for sure and then of course how it was as a film itself like just standalone as a movie if you're looking at it without the whole hey look there's like a five game series here before and whatnot uh counting the vita game of course um well six if you count uh lost legacy that's true actually yes that is true but you ready to just dive right into a uh, character adaptation? Sure. All right. So majority of the character, like pretty much uh, there were what? Five main characters in this movie. Yeah. We there's had... uh, Nate, um, Chloe, uh, Sully. Uh, I mean, Sam was Braddock. in it, but very briefly. Nah, that wouldn't count Sam. Hmm. But uh, Braddock was in it, who's played by uh, Tati Gabriel. And then uh, Santiago Moncada, who is played yeah. by Antonio Banderas, which uh, I will say we went to the movie with Brandon Moncada, which he was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was, was so funny. Mind in the theater. It was the funniest shit. And, uh, you know, I would have invited him to be on the show, but he's always busy. And I want him on Cut of Steel for Peacemaker more. So I'd rather have him on there than have him for this, because this isn't really going to be as interesting of a conversation as Peacemaker, I think. So, specifically, like, what we could talk about Braddock and Moncada in a bit, but more so just, I guess, going one at a time with the main character himself, Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, versus, you know, the Nathan Drake we get in the movie, in the games, played by Nolan North, which, you know, Nolan North was also yeah. in the movie, which was pretty funny. That was super funny. I love that. Great cameo there. Uh, but how did you feel about this uh, iteration of Nate? I definitely feel like it could have been worse. But I like the entire movie. I was trying to compare uh, Tom Holland's portrayal of Nate to the the version of Nate in my head, and it's like there's similarities, but it didn't. It never quite felt like what I want Nate to feel like. And this is gonna sound like a really stupid nitpick, but he's too shredded <laughs> to be Nate. Like, dude, the the scene where he like dove into the the water to get into that like cave towards the end and like got out and his his shirt was sticking to his perfect abs and I was like, Nate wouldn't look like that, but <laughs> whatever. That's not my Nate. Yeah, and like that's a stupid thing to complain about. Uh, other than that, like, I mean, there were the moments like every time he was like, oh crap, like Nate does that all the time. Like, yeah, so, he's like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. Like, this yeah, is a very Nate thing to do. So they definitely did a really good job of trying to get Nate to feel like Nate. It's just, I and I don't know if it's because I just know Tom Holland much more as Peter Parker right now. But literally that's all I Literally two months seeing. ago, we had Spider-Man. Like, literally yeah. two months ago. Yeah, and, like, he has, like, the almost the same accent. Like, 
he acts almost the same. Eh, I shouldn't say almost the same. Very similar. And I don't know. It's I thought he did fine, but it definitely was hard to disconnect my my Spider-Man version of him out of my brain, I guess. I don't know, that was a weird way of phrasing that. But basically, like, I thought he was fine, but could have been a, there could have been better casting, probably. I think well, one I, you could see why they chose him because he currently yeah, is a name to put. He's hot right now. Yeah, he's Hansel. Really big. So hot right now. And he, as Spider Man, I'd say I can definitely feel the difference because Peter Parker has a much more awkward feel to him, whereas Nate didn't really feel awkward at all. It was more like he would have more moments of, uh, being a noob. I guess you could say of like doing what he was doing. Like he puts his finger to his ear, which isn't really awkward. It's more just like you idiot. Um, yeah. So but at the same time, he's like pickpocketing like diamond bracelets off, off of people. No problem. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the thing too. He was a lot more confident in terms of personality. That's, that's why I think he's a lot different than like, it's, I can't compare him to Peter in terms of how they're similar. Cause they really aren't in those portrayals. Like I do think mm. in terms of vocal, vocal sound, Tom Holland sounds the same in both movies in terms of personality I think that and the way he is doing it. They are completely different. Yeah. So I, I think can that definitely... was main, the main problem was just, they sounded so similar as for the abs. I will say like, I mean, Nate, we never really see under the shirt in the games. So we never really think about it too much. Um, no, he just but... always struck me as like a normal dude. Potentially. Yeah. But also I mean, the dude's got a, probably a lot of upper body strength. That's true. He climbs all the fucking rope, time. So, I'm going to give it a pass. It's also they probably were like, well, we're going to have, we have Tom Holland. We might as well use Tom Holland's, all of his physical yeah. traits if possible, uh, which I, you know, it's fine. But otherwise, as an, as Nathan Drake, you, I saw portions of him, like the Nathan Drake I know from the games. And the whole thing is like, you know, you want him to be like the game because it's about the personality. That's why the games are so good is because you fall in love with these characters and why, like they feel like they've encompassed over Tomb Raider because Tomb Raider it could be fun, but you're not in love with Laura Croft unless you're like one of those guys that are like I love Laura Croft. But like your personality, you don't really care that much. She's just like I'm being tortured and he's fucking my father is somewhere over there, and you're like oh that's great, all right, cool, let's go get the treasure, I guess. But with Nate, it's always like oh he's got some great lines. He feels he is video game Indiana Jones. Like that is him and. I think definitely the parts that stood out to me were when he's like talking about history uh, tidbits that he le- that he knows. Yeah, just and he like, d- does it without like, just off, like he just yeah. does it so naturally. So that was like really when cool. he like when he finally describes like the church that specifically they needed to go to, and he's just like, "Well, you don't know anything about this." That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I, I did like the postcard stuff too that they use for him too. That was pretty he's cool. Pulling it because that did feel like a notes thing. Like you feel you Nate's taking out the That's very thing true. to match the notes. So that was really. There's a lot of tidbits here, but we'll, we'll talk about that as the film itself. But um, I think he's still missing a lot of pieces as Nathan Drake, but they're doing it as like a this is pre uh, this is proto Nathan Drake. This isn't yeah. Nathan Drake That's, yet. Where you yeah. see Nathan Drake at the end. And that did feel more like Nathan Drake a bit. That, that That's felt a good very point. Nathan Drake. And it makes you want a sequel because you know it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. And I will say, in terms of the movies that would be in its wheelhouse, would be Assassin's Creed and Venom, where you go, the first one was, you know, bad or whatever, but the second one could be a lot better. Whereas this one, unlike those two, was already, I'd say, good. 
and you know it can yeah. still be better. So that's something to say, I'd say, you know. Um, but anything else to say, I guess, as Tom Holland as Nathan Drake? Really? No, I think I think your last point there was really good. That just like it, he's close, but it definitely feels like a proto Nathan Drake. That like maybe they did that on purpose to be like this is literally him learning how to be a treasure hunter and how like you can't trust everyone and stuff yeah. like that. And he's he's yeah he's very emotional. And then yeah that last. Yeah, nice. uh, that mid credit scene was very much like, especially what they did with uh, Mark Wahlberg at the very end. I was just like, damn, like, yeah, if they do a sequel, this could be like re- actually really good. And yeah. I, I will get to it in the overall part, but like, I really did enjoy this movie throughout. Yeah, I think I might put it. Uh, Mark Wahlberg as Victor goddamn Sullivan. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I actually felt like he did a pretty good job of being Sully, like yeah. a younger Sully, but he did. He good was... job. It, and it was a good mix where he didn't he sounded Mark Wahlberg, but it worked like it. It felt less out of place than when we've had him in Texas with robots going. Oh, yeah, we have a train as fuck. Do you know what happens when you mess with people from Texas? <sighs> You're like, bro, are you even from Texas? What? And like he, looking back at this history of this fucking development hell of this film when he was first cast as Nathan Drake and how much so everyone funny. was like, don't do that. Whatever you do, do not do that. Please. Anything else. And then they cast him as Sully and you're like, okay, man, you know, I can see where you go. Maybe we could, we could try that out. There was a lot less backlash. There was a lot of yeah, backlash. For there's still definitely a lot of people going like, I just don't see it. And yeah. a lot of it was like, he doesn't have the mustache though. Yeah. And, problem solved at the same yeah i just like for me and this is gonna sound like a weird thing to latch onto, but every time he called nate kid it really felt like sully from the games because he constantly is like hey kid like you know he didn't do like a a voice he didn't sound like gruffer he didn't make himself sound gruffer and like like sully he still sounded like mark Wahlberg. but again it's just like he got the mannerisms down pretty good i thought yeah, and he, you know, that I think did well. And obviously what felt very unsully like was his disattachment where he's supposed to be the worst guy in the business where yeah. he just kind of leaves people uh, I, and screws them over, which looking back, I, I guess like the, the thing of similarity is Uncharted 3, we get the whole I Nate meets Sully. just about to bring that up. That like that scene, they, they literally almost recreate that scene where like, Except instead of it being that Nate pickpocketed uh, Sully and Sully's like, oh, pretty good kid. Uh, it was just like he saw him pickpocket someone else. and But he still was like, you know, your technique's pretty good, but could be better. Here's a job. Yeah. But his whole thing is like, you know, in Uncharted, in the, the flashback in Uncharted 3, Sully risks his life for Nate without even mm-hmm. knowing him and takes him under his wing from there. Whereas in this one, you know, he coerces him in and it's just kind of like, I don't really care what happens to you until like pretty much the end when he finally grows a heart and you're like, okay, we're starting to get the Sully. <laughs> no, <had."> my gold. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking throws his backpack of gold, which was uh. really good. But you, you see there, like what they, what they're trying to do is start, you know, you wanted a lot of conflict in this one because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be building up of these characters. Whereas when you do sequels, you don't need that anymore as much because you're getting probably better, bigger villains and bigger set pieces that will 
substitute for potential infighting amongst the the characters uh in the movie unless you know there's more which we already see what personal issues could happen in the second one considering the post credit scene uh so yeah that's that's that but um it there, there's a lot that could happen with it and the way they had him in this was it was interesting just to have him as like a very monotone like he was joking he he was always level-headed if you notice the way like mark Wahlberg portrays him he's very much like steady nearly majority of the time even when he's like fighting or trying to get away from someone he's very level-headed the entire time and that was i guess interesting to see because that didn't feel that much like sully because um i don't know sully feels he, he has a lot more charisma too that's the thing with him and nate they always have amazing charisma and you get some of that here but just not the amount you necessarily would have wanted compared to like their their game iterations but then again i could see that then again i think it is also still the this is the proto versions of who we're really going to get considering it's pre-mustache sully so yeah that's a whole thing too uh but i think like i said with nate they just gotta grow some things uh besides the fact that they already grew the mustache but uh get those down and we can have a superb duo right there at least absolutely and then finally chloe fraser uh or is it fraser i think it was Fraser. i've heard both i uh, I, oh, I always thought it was fraser but uh played by sophia alley dude i thought she was perfect she did a fantastic job yeah and i think what was she in there was a because uh, no, no 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 not the actress sorry um because i'm thinking of chloe like she's in uh two and three and lost legacy but yeah. they do set up an origin there was a six issue uncharted comic which sets up the origin oh, of nate and chloe meeting and kind of how they sort of screw like chloe i think at one point screws him over like leaves him after sleeping with him at a certain point but uh it was like before all of the did they hinted that stuff. in uncharted 2 when she shows up um i can't remember i don't think they, so they definitely... i think i think they were already they already knew each other and they were already like well, that's what i mean like, to fuck with flynn well that's what i mean is like they hint at like there's history like nate already knows chloe like well at that point mm-hmm. like yeah i don't know i just like one of the um i guess core features of chloe in the games is like she's kind of hard to trust because yeah, like cause she's much more of a lone wolf too yeah and like she's generally on nate's side but like she is still one of those people where like if if things are gonna go bad she will save herself first yeah and like they did a very good job of that in this movie she's kind of honestly um like i love she literally robs them the first scene that she shows up and they just have to go like chase her immediately just immediately which was yeah. really funny but like I think, honestly, of any character comparison, the closest she resembles is probably, like, Catwoman. Because, like, it's that, like, weird Kinda. anti-hero where it's like, oh, she can help you, but at the same time, she could probably backstab you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And you never know what's going to happen. So, uh, it was an interesting choice, too, to have her over Elena. I totally understand it, too. Because, I mean, obviously, like, if the way you look at it otherwise, it's like, hey, why are all the good people white and all the bad people not white? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the the also it's just her. like if it's literally like an earlier version of nate and um and sully 
and this is literally supposed to be one of Nate's first uh, outings, it would be weird if Elena showed up before Chloe. That is true. He literally just said Nate yeah. already knew Chloe very well by, by Uncharted 2. In which, like, it begs the question of, like, which actually, we'll save that for talking about this potential sequel of, like, whether or not we'd have Elena in it or not. Um, I think out of all three of them, Chloe was probably the best fit of character. Uh, yeah. Like, Sophia probably did the best job of portraying her just because she doesn't really have too much development. Like, she has development, but you kind of learn. It's more of, like, she always had this, uh, I guess, like, way of handling things and personality that has been there since the beginning. And if you wanted, like, her own, like, way where she wasn't like that, you would need more of a character progress, which is what we're going to see here. Like, it's, like, not until the end of Uncharted 2 we get that. And then, like, from uncharted 3 and lost legacy is like a more trusting potential chloe compared to like in the middle of two where she shoots nate um and in this one we get that in at least like the the version of her that would be in two where she's like sorry i switched sides and also uh you know i'm just doing this shit for myself because i just don't trust y'all whereas you know if they put her in another movie i feel like she would potentially build trust with them and they would get a whole thing out of that and uh they would come out of it not trying to backstab each other anymore potentially maybe possibly yeah uh otherwise how did you feel regard i mean past the adaptations how did you feel about uh braddock played by uh tati gabriel yeah so i thought the uh the two villains were pretty interesting just because like every uncharted game kind of has that formula of there being like the main bad guy and then like the sub villain who's like the muscle i guess and i thought she did like she kind of reminded me of who who was the uh oh god the the other character in lost legacy nadine nadine so she kind of reminded me of nadine just because like kind of head of a private military and like she can absolutely kick ass on her own well she was more of a she was supposed in this she was definitely well nadine was private military whereas uh braddock is supposed to just be another treasure hunter who's apparently like sully's old was protege. she i th- i yeah. could have sworn they were going because like she had her own her own like military she had stuff, two lackeys no she just had those two lackeys all those guys were uh antony banderas's dudes and when she killed him oh. she took over yeah, I, okay, I totally missed that because I assumed yeah. when she killed the Antonio Banderas guy that, like, and no one else reacted, I was sure it was because they were literally all her people anyway. And they were just like, yeah, cool, now we just we take all the money. Um, but yeah, no, I thought she did a really cool job. And, like, like I love every time Sully was like, if you see her coming, run the fuck away because she will beat the shit out of you. And they're like back at the auction house when Sully was like about to escape and she kind of stops him. And then like other people that work at the auction house show up and he's like, hey, guys, she's trying to steal this case from me. Help me out. And they literally delay her like 10 seconds because she just wipes the floor with them. Like I thought that was really cool. And yeah, I I thought the twist uh, towards the end where like Moncada is making his like big speech about how like i finally win this day i and no one my actually father wrong. you can and you just feel like no one cares slices anyway. his throat yeah. and i was just like oh interesting i didn't see that coming yeah yeah that was a whole thing which i'll compare that in a bit but 
I thought she was a really fun character. And it's funny because, like, I've seen her in one thing before, and she plays Prudence in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. And she's yeah. a really cool character, and I don't feel like she's been in much else. Like, she's honestly a really good actress, and so far I've really enjoyed, like, she's very much like a darker type character and everything she's been in because prudence is like one of the darker witches that are like uh where sabrina you always feel like oh she's nice and all the things like she wears the dark makeup and feels very just like oh yeah i'm probably gonna kill someone in a second and hmm. this one like she maintains that persona which is kind of cool especially if they build that up but also i don't know if that's something she wants to remain in where she just plays kind of like the bad guy or the more uh dark um dark personality type character uh where it's potentially also kind of gothy too but uh i don't know I, I wouldn't mind also seeing if she ever wanted to do a change up where you just see a completely different personality of her which would be very interesting i'm just like oh look she's smiling and a happy regular person and be like what, what movie is this what the fuck is this compared to everything else <laughs> i just saw her in uh, but yeah, that'd be something. Otherwise, uh, then we had Antonio Banderas playing, uh, what's his face, Moncada, um, Santiago Moncada, who is supposed to be that, you know, wealthy villain type guy we've had pretty much yeah. in multiple Uncharted movie or games. He reminded uh, me a lot of Marla. It's just like, this is like my right and stuff like that. Yeah, her and um, there's one other guy, but uh, like I said, I'm going to mention it in a second uh, for the adaptation stuff, but. He, he definitely, they do a good job, I would say, with him of building him up. And you're like, who is this guy? You know, he freaked out Drake when they first meet at looking at the cross in the, uh, in the display. He is so far unforgiving to Braddock for fucking up a couple times. And then he kills his own dad. Yeah, and that was And you have insane. that whole sub story and you're like, oh, this dude must be really important if he's like doing all this stuff and you're building up. And then he just goes and you're like that was a good red herring that was that was a good yeah. just like twist that i think they really pulled off well definitely um, didn't see that coming yeah otherwise uh looking into the games and the feelings of that i can say uh i'll start off with um each game had something to give and i, I do want to actually start off with the first game and that is not anything that really is shown but there is that twist where in Uncharted 1, you have, what's his face? The guy that Sully owes money to, that older white guy. And you have Navarro, who's like his mm -hmm. hench guy. And the whole time you're like, oh, we'll probably kill Navarro. And then this old dude will be some boss we have to take care of because he'll do something, be in that helicopter or something. What happens, though, is Navarro tricks this dude and he opens El Dorado, turns into a monster and navarro shoots him in the face and he goes oh i'm actually the main bad guy and you barely even yeah. know who the fuck this guy is he's, and he's just basically like, just like i just want super soldiers this is the twist we get that's where they get the twist from i feel like is they do a full like spin like an uncharted one where you think the dude who's the one with all the money and stuff is the main like villain and then it turns out it's actually the second in command that betrays them and yeah. pulls this off instead. i had totally forgotten about that yeah. So that's a good uh, uh, detail you picked out. Uh, second was, and then of course, you know, they, they talk a little bit about it, hinting at it for potentially the second Uncharted movie would be the first Uncharted treasure, which was El Dorado. And like, cause they should like the Nazis and stuff, the U-boat. But uh, Uncharted 2, uh, another, nothing really shown 
besides like a little bit of Chloe betrayal, but really um, the way they start off the movie, which is it shows Nate on the plane uh, falling out of it. And then they go to the regular like present, like what happens before that and everything else. And we get that in Uncharted 2 where the first level he's on the train. Mm-hmm. already shot and i don't think they do that in three three just starts out normally because no. it has the flashback stuff um so that was something i saw from uncharted 2 there so you see a lot of different impacts here they're pulling from a lot and they're not necessarily pulling like all the different treasures or anything they're leaving them there so you could potentially go back to those treasures again um without taking it all away and then uh in three and four is the main stuff here we see three is the plane scene like that full set yeah there that is... was absolutely ripped from the game we we, fi- we get to a, see that did a pretty good job of recreating it that was really good yeah and i love the way like he hits the plane they, they do as good of a job as they can where, like the car hits him and it's just like oh shit uh but i did like that they utilized the plane in this and then we also see in terms of treasure wise yes and no it is fours like it's the whole pirate ship uh journey is trying to get the pirate ship there yeah um it's a different pirate ship like they could if they wanted to they could still do the captain avery stuff but it wouldn't fit like you have a nathan drake that doesn't have the whole i'm looking for nathan drake stuff or i'm looking for sir francis drake uh stuff from like uncharted 3 and whatnot or the captain avery stuff from uncharted 4 this is a completely different nate that just like knew about this treasure that him and his brother wanted when they were kids and that's about it like i don't know if they'll explore more of the family stuff but we've now seen like kind of they're crossing off at least the temperatures we get from four so now that's been pretty much checked off the list and used as a kind of not prequel but proto movie and then the cool stunt from three which leaves of course you know that leaves up a giant storm that's in three remember the boats and the tsunami uh there's the train from two there's uh in four we get the the storm with the other there's two storms i guess with boats but um there's a lot going on and i'm very curious as to how many different things they want to do because the whole thing is like spectacle i feel like half the time as well so one thing i kind of liked about this movie though is like yeah they did copy some segments from previous games they also kind of tried to make their own new ones so like you mentioned the the pirate ship thing from uh uncharted 4 and like definitely when nate finds the the ships in the cave like that shot is like straight out of uh uncharted 4 oh yeah but then they kind of do a new thing where they like airlift those ships out of the cave and they do a whole like flying pirate ships action scene which that never happened in any of the games explicitly or any movies really i don't think i've seen that before so I thought it was actually a really cool idea that they just like they seem to think like what is the general structure of an Uncharted game? It's got a few shootouts. It's got a few puzzle segments. It's got a couple action scenes and quips, I guess. And like that's what they put in this movie. And Which yeah, quips, it, quips works because Uncharted is pulp. It's like pulp. That's why it works. Yeah, uh, it's not. I'm not gonna have the same complaints there as I would in the Marvel movie because it's completely different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they honestly, it felt like they're. I, I gotta say it. Like I feel like they did a lot of research, and I feel like they mm-hmm. did really pull this off, and I was very happy they did. And looking at it as as a movie itself, like, it's not amazing. It's not nothing close to amazing. No. It's a good movie. I don't think it's great. 
but it's a it's a good fun movie i enjoyed it i didn't have much to say on like a bad side really and honestly like aside from that like it's good but it doesn't break any ground like i'm not going telling people you need to go watch this like when people ask me i've so far said it's a good fun movie but if you missed it you wouldn't be missing anything yeah that's pretty safe more or less yeah i think though they did really good in terms of pacing it goes kind of from one thing to the next thing to the next thing in terms of travel yeah, points. It never really feels like it drags ever. No. It goes, and it also doesn't feel like rushed. No, it, it honestly feels like they, they did it to a great length. I don't even know how long the movie was. Um, honestly, I didn't even look. It's uh, yeah. two hours. It felt Not bad. That's kind of what fine. I guessed it was. Yeah. It, it like felt very fun, especially because I mean, the amount of you don't feel rushed with all the locations. Each location kind of does a good amount on its own um whether it's going through spain and like the clubs and everything there to the auction house in what was it like new york or something starting off yeah um i think it was in new york and then uh they go to pretty much like uh where was it in the philippines and stuff so like you get all of that stuff and (laughs) fucking resort too they spend time in the resort that was so funny just like having nolan north show up for a second was just like i never expected it and i just i love that they did it they they had a a few like really good easter eggs in there that was like i guess regular movie fans would not necessarily pick up but if you're like a fan of the series like the the games you like like the uncharted or like the naughty dog sticker in the truck yeah like if you don't know that Naughty Dog makes those games, you're just going to be like, oh, it's a it's a random sticker that he had, whatever. But if you're a fan, you're going to be like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> that's the thing. I think that that's where the really good balance comes in for this, where if you're an Uncharted fan, you get a lot of things out of this and you really enjoy yourself. Whereas if you are uh, a regular person watching it, you're seeing Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg do this stuff and you're probably having a good time because it's mm-hmm. pretty entertaining. Uh I know like Warcraft, I think it, I think it does a better job than what Warcraft did where Warcraft, I mean, I haven't watched it. So, you know, take what I see with a grain of salt, but from what I've heard from everybody is the people that liked it. The only people I know that like that movie were people that like Warcraft. Yeah. That's what I've heard. And too. I think, you know, if people watch Uncharted, I think if they don't like Uncharted or they didn't play Uncharted, they could potentially like this movie. Yeah. I agree. It's it like, even without the games, it's just like a decent action movie yeah action adventure movie it's got tom holland it's not too crazy over the line or anything else like the stuff with his brother is somewhat it's important but it's not like beating you over the head with it all the time yeah it's It's also definitely more for hinting towards future stuff yeah i think that's overall like the film the movie itself is like it doesn't feel like there's a centralized thing that is really driving everything around it like there it doesn't it's missing that piece i guess you could say which is why it doesn't feel like it's over the top or anything and or it could potentially have other things or more drama or anything else like that is if they had something more defining like that that could have made it a stronger film potentially uh just that like that could have been the thing that makes it like a great movie instead of a good movie uh otherwise like um yeah everything else with it was good and like I said, like the whole thing, Warcraft, Warcraft fans love it, but the average person just went, it's, an, it's just, it feels like a generic 
fantasy movie that's not really interesting to them. Uh, where Uncharted, you know, we'll see what people say. We're both Uncharted fans, so, you know, we have skewed, skewed perspectives considering, like, oh, you know, that's why we like it and that's why we enjoyed out of it for the most part. But I'm not going to, just because it's Uncharted, like it because it's Uncharted. Because uh, I like Halo, but... <laughs> That fucking Halo show coming out. I'm not like Lord of the Rings and Halo. I love those, but uh, I'm not feeling good. So yeah. I'd like to say that I can at least know that I don't like something and not just bandwagon it because it's from the thing I like or whatever. Um, but kind of looking at what could happen next, because let's think about this. This movie took 11 years to make. This movie was announced in 2011, back when the third game was coming out. That's how long it was? That's how long it was. That Because I remember I was working, I was 19 years old, I was working in a restaurant, and I remember like walking over to work, and I'm listening to a podcast, and it's like, hey, they're potentially casting Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake, and I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah. him? And I remember that clearly, I don't know why I have like such good memory of that, but uh, I, I do. And I remember they had a director and everything. Over the span of 11 years, this film has gone through seven directors, which is still insane. Like, the two longest development yeah. hell things besides this was also the Halo series that's coming out, which is hilarious because I feel like it was around the same year that it was announced. And they're like, yeah, Steven Spielberg is working on a project and stuff. And they're also like, oh, Ridley Scott is too. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, we didn't get... I don't think we got Prometheus yet and Alien Covenant. So, you know, we're like, oh, cool, Ridley Scott. We didn't realize that how horrible that could be because now his name's on it. It could be fucking complete shit. <laughs> um, but those, yeah, the, the Halo is coming out and it's obviously not going to fare. I don't think it's going to fare as well as Uncharted has. because no, I don't I, feel I, like it will. And I do hope Uncharted makes enough money because I do want to see a sequel and we see the potential for a sequel. You see, like, you know, Nate's brother Sam is in jail, just like in Uncharted 4. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what version of Sam we're going to get. Is this going to... Like, the way they show him, it's like, oh, we're going to get the Uncharted 4 Sam, where he kind of is fucking over Nate, but he's still, like, his loving brother and stuff? Or is it going to be, like, the potential scrapped Uncharted 4 we had, where Sam's the villain and he wants revenge over shit? Like, th those are the two potentials that we could have for this and i'm honestly kind of good either way they go but it would be something more insane if it is like oh your brother's the villain and uh he's good until he's not like the whole thing it's like you know in this movie oh sully said your brother was missing and you can help find him and then sully's like oh he's dead sorry i didn't tell you like whatever and potentially like seeing a second movie you can have all the shit that happens between Sam and Sully, Sam and Nate, and see exactly what's going to go, what's going to go on with that. But also, maybe Sully left something out, like Sully didn't know he survived, or he actually did know he survived, and he just went to jail, and then that pr makes more, um, I guess, more bumps in the road for just uh, Nate and Sully's relationship. Like there is a lot they can do just for that, and that's just for the male characters for this. Um, you can bring back Chloe and have her, like I said, build her up, make her trust specifically at least Nate and maybe Sully by the end of it where they'll work together and, you know, she becomes more of a solid romantic interest. I don't know because they don't even they didn't even do anything. They didn't do one thing together. If you think I mean, about they, it. 
they shared a bed, but I feel like they that was just like that. yeah, that was just sharing. A they bed. just needed a place to stay for the night. <laughs> yeah, nothing else happened. Saved um, some money on one on the one bed. I don't even think they kissed. Yeah, they didn't even wow. kiss. So, which is honestly surprising for a movie like that. It's a pulp. It's a pulp action adventure movie, and there wasn't a kiss in the movie, which is kind of crazy considering. Yeah. Honestly, when you really think about that kind of style, uh, props to them, I guess, for withholding that. But you could also bring in Elena and have her mm-hmm. come in and do that stuff which i would be fine with but also i'm not gonna lie like i'm okay with not having elena in it because i'm not gonna lie too i liked chloe in the games more than i liked elena but that's just because like she was more adventurous yeah. and stuff she's literally like a fellow treasure hunter versus yeah. elena who's like i'm a reporter yeah which still cool it's just yeah, yeah. not quite as interesting yeah i mean you do get, of course like after two you get very much like um invested in the relationship and oh, absolutely. by four you're like oh god i want them to stay together forever like you're dude just, like save when, the marriage please <laughs> yeah dude when she shows up later in uncharted 4 and they just have that one moment where they get into a fight and she's they're like we'll talk about it later and i was like oh fuck i hope i hope neither of them die i really hope they do have a I'm chance like, to talk this is better than any other games just like story like this is just a mate this is sheer p pe- this is amazing writing this is just like it yeah. feels I'm just loving this, yeah. Uh, so you could have Elena in, but I really do think Chloe could prosper being the main leading lady for the Uncharted for sure. movies if they do make more. Um, do you think Braddock's for sure dead? I don't think so. Oh, wait. She got crushed uh, by a ship. Yeah, no, she might be actually dead. Yeah. It'd be interesting if they actually do bring in Nadine then later. Um, they could bring nadine or they could bring back that's the thing they could bring braddock back and she is that nadine type character or they bring in nadine or they uh i don't know they could do Dude, whatever i want george <laughs> i want lazarovich Drake! Uh, so we could well, you can see what happens a money stone oh my god yeah well we'll see we'll see who we're gonna get from this though it's gonna be interesting which um which villains because there there's so many villains to choose from there could be original villains uh it was interesting that they utilized antonio banderas of all people so that was cool uh, but i'm sure there's a lot of others they could really you could do fucking like i don't know uh jeff bridges or something and be like hey like it's jeff bridges oh absolutely yeah you could be like oh hey i'm dude a I'm, collector. I, mean, I, I know i'm pretty sure it i think anthony hopkins might have retired but dude he would have been perfect to play the old german dude in uh uncharted one schaefer yeah <laughs> oh my god that would have been great yeah oh my god that's actually that would they could great. think of someone else but that would be honestly yeah. the perfect third movie is uncharted 2 like if they're gonna do Eldorado and shit in the first one like having something go insane where they're like what is that this giant blue man like oh, nah, see, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. and you're like oh my god i guess it's one of the few things that was kind of missing from this movie is that like in most the of the uncharted games yeah there's usually some sort of supernatural element towards the end they're never it's never like full-blown explicit necessarily except for maybe the el dorado thing which is literally like a corpse a cursed corpse or whatever yeah but like they they went completely realistic with this one which is totally fine and i don't honestly i think uncharted 4 didn't even have any like supernatural stuff anyway not that i can think of didn't no uncharted 4 didn't have anything supernatural i think honestly this is this worked good because that could be you know they set the they set the standard of like oh it's realistic stuff you know it's just treasure yeah. hunting it's archaeological whatever 
And when you do a second movie and you do bring something supernatural and everyone would be, sh- if they're not an Uncharted fan, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, oh my God, there's like a supernatural yeah. thing. What the hell is this? Like that could be a really fun shock for people. Cause I mean, like even when you're playing Uncharted one, you don't, you're like, oh cool. That's crazy. There's zombies in Uncharted two. You're playing and you're like not thinking about it until you fucking see the Yeti people and shit. And, and you're, you're just like, like whoa, what the, what the fuck? fuck is going yeah. on? And that's well into the game. Like that's, yeah deep you don't think about it for they kind of come out of nowhere and literally the first time it happened i was like i don't what what the what's happening what are these things it's a it's a crazy crazy time yeah yeah um anything else for uncharted i so badly when they hint at uh doing the eldorado storyline at the in the uh mid-credit scene because they had sully finally have a mustache and he kind of had one of his like more tropical looking shirts and stuff I wa- and because they were hinting at El Dorado, I wanted uh, Mark Wahlberg just once to say like, "El like, goddamn Dorado." Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. oh well, well, well. Hopefully, we'll get that in the next one. And if we'll we also get one. our Nate. No. Yeah. <laughs> because now that they're more, they're more like with each other, like like friends and like caring. Like it would mean something now yeah. if Nate falls and he's like, "Nate, no." I love the cat too. Uh, Dude, that's so fucking. I forgot about the cat. It <laughs> was Whiskers so random. That was so random. But I'm also like, I'm for it for some reason. I think yeah. I just like cats. It's so stupid, but fuck it. Like, that was great. Uh, I just, I love that Nate's like, I need this and this and this and a cat for like to do, to pull off this mission. And he like, and Sully gets him everything. He's like, what's the cat for? He's like, I, you looked kind of lonely. So I thought you could use a pet. He's like, what? I'm going to keep this cat. <laughs> he does i love it fucking puts it in the bag this cat goes with me everywhere man i don't you were supposed to be here a day ago silly like yeah did you know that you need like papers to bring pets to another like country uh it's great like you could tell clearly we had a lot of fun with it it was fun honestly i think i'm gonna probably get this movie just because it's it's one of it's like oh it's an uncharted movie i gotta complete my uncharted collection if it was shit i wouldn't i could absolutely see watching this again just for fun sometimes yeah Oh yeah, very much so. It's definitely like a nice little like late night movie or something you could just yeah. enjoy or like yeah, it's a fun time for sure. Especially if you're like you want to enjoy Uncharted stuff but you don't necessarily want to play it because you know how long it's going to take. You could be like, yeah. I want a two hour adventure of an Uncharted. Oh cool, I could just pop this in, which is very actually kind of nice. So that's fun. Unless you just want to watch the cutscenes on YouTube from the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we're an hour and fifteen in. Uh, we could probably do one thing or two of our own separate small things. Uh, did you want to do Rick and Morty uh, or did you want to do two, one small thing each? Oh God, what was the one that I wanted to do? Oh, shit. Yeah, no, let's do individual ones because I want to cross why the last man off my list and just talk about how much I hate that show. I was just a, I didn't watch it. Um, it's, it's not because I haven't time. read the books, but I, wasn't it canceled? Yeah, it, that's the other thing is like it was that's canceled. also I, I don't feel like I should bother if it was canceled. Yeah, so I guess if we're going to get into it, like, I'll, I guess I'll just start. And, like, I was so interested in this show because, like, I heard good things about the the uh, comic, the graphic novel. And, like, Daniel read it and he actually liked it at the time. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, the idea of, like, the mystery of what would cause every thing on Earth with a Y chromosome to die immediately. And, like, they kind of fudged it a little bit where, like, when when it happened in this show, it in the comic, Daniel described it as, like, everyone just kind of, like, turns off and dies immediately. And, but in the show, it was, like, much more graphic 
like basically people just like vomiting up a bunch of blood and like kind of just falling apart almost and just like they died pretty quickly but it wasn't like everyone immediately it was just kind of mm-hmm. some people died immediately other people died within minutes and i think my biggest problem with this show is that i just find like i hate all the characters for different reasons except for one of them uh, i forget their name i i want to say benji but that might have been like a fake name that they were using for half the show so uh and the other thing is just like they make a lot of not guesses but like they take some ideas of what they think would happen to society if like literally i i get that the idea is like if half of humanity just disappeared shit would go crazy at least for a little while but the way they seemed to want it to go was that like without men women literally cannot keep shit together and society just completely collapses and everyone like to be fair without anything with a y chromosome you can't even breed new livestock like there would be massive like biosphere collapse like Mm, even like even without bees like to pollinate flowers like crops would die so this is definitely like in the long term of things way worse like everyone would basically die eventually unless you figure out a way to like propagate just like plants that like if if you could figure out how to pollinate your own like plants on a consistent basis and like i guess it would take a lot of work but you could create a version of society that would survive i believe but this show is basically like no everyone turns on each other women can't work together they need men to uh, to keep society going everything collapses did i haven't like i said i haven't read the books yet i don't does it happen like that in the books no in in the books it's much more more much more organized right yeah in the books like from what i understand like there's definitely some trouble but it it it's not like literally everything just collapses immediately so that i thought was just a weird choice for them to do to make it like it felt like they wanted it to go full-on um uh the walking dead but mm. without the zombies, where it's just like everyone who's left is just terrible. And it's like the zombies, uh, there's no zombies, so it's not as bad, right? No, it's worse. Why? It's women. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And like they do cover some interesting topics of like all the trans people, or at least all the trans men who are genetically female. Like they said. I was about to say, like, if it was that, I'd assume all the women that used to be men are probably dead. And that's the other thing is like all trans, like women who had a Y chromosome, they're all gone. And so like, that's part of why I hate the main character. Who's literally supposed to be like the last act, like genetically male, anything except for his monkey. Like, left alive and he is the dumbest motherfucker i have ever seen like he constantly does not seem to understand how important he is just being the last man alive and he's literally just like but i just want to live my life normally like why can't i just like find my girlfriend and like you know just live normally like dude without figuring out why you're the last one left literally the entire world might collapse like and he just never got it 
and didn't understand why people kept trying to like capture him and like use him as a bargaining chip. Like it literally wasn't until like the last episode or he finally was like, I don't want to be useless anymore. Please teach me how to be like not shitty. And show's canceled. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, we, we don't even get that because the show's canceled. So I, I basically watched like the last episode after I knew it was canceled anyway, just to see like, does, do, do they at least wrap up this season any better and like, mm-hmm. or at well at all? And like, no, not really. It's completely unsatisfying. Like there's one character in this show that's like she portrays herself as like a prepper, like someone who like prepared for the apocalypse of some sort. And like her whole thing is just that like she teaches her cult of women to just blame literally everything that ever happened wrong with them in their lives on the men who literally don't even exist anymore. So I just thought it was really weird that like literally if that were true, that men were the cause of all their problems, like even if it were true, they're all gone now. Why are you like still fixated on them? And why are you telling people to stay fixated on them? It just was so weird. And then it turned out like she actually wasn't a prepper. She just like used to work at this shopping mall or whatever, or this like, the supermarket or whatever that she was like holed up in and she just like got good at shooting people when they showed up for food and just kind of when more people showed up portrayed herself as like oh i'm actually like the sheriff of this place like i can keep you all safe if you you know follow what i say and i could not believe how far she actually got with that act and so like i'm rambling on a lot just long story short I hated every one of these characters for different reasons <laughs> and just the, the worlds that they try to set up just maybe this is me being too optimistic, but I find it hard to believe that like women would not be able to just like keep shit together for more than several months. Like literally it's just like all society collapsed within months. And I, I just find that hard to believe yeah that doesn't add up honestly even like with government there's still a heavy amount of female government with law enforcement and yeah and like they even firefighters like yeah they they even cover that that like they they cover like who's left in the chain of command and stuff like that and yeah like do they make do they want us to believe that there are no female truckers like there's literally no one in the supply chain line that can still work it was all men i i don't believe it so I, so I still hear that the comics are pretty good, but oh, the, just, the, the Why the Last Man comic is considered one of the best comics of all time, which yeah. is why it sounds so disappointing that you yeah. couldn't take one of the best comic books of all time yeah. and turn it into a show. It's yeah, it's so weird that I was like so interested in the mystery of like what even causes this event and the show is just so bad that I'm like, I don't care. I'll just read the comic maybe. Yeah, I can't wait. I still have to read it. It's one of those things I've wanted to read for a long time. And I, I do feel more inclined, like if there is now all these adaptations on like film and television for stuff from like the boys, Umbrella Academy, even the losers and everything else, like all the way back then that George Clooney movie, uh, there's so many like properties I've always wanted to read that I never have. And 
I feel like more inclined. And Wild Last Man is one of those ones where I was just always supposed to read it because of just like, it sounds like as a comic book person, it's a required reading because of how just surely good it is. Especially Brian K. Vaughn writing it. He is a high tier writer where currently he's doing Saga. And over time, that's either going to get a show or a movie or something because that is one of the best current like independent books out there right now. It just came back and everyone like, it's one of those things where, Oh, we went on hiatus. Hey, uh, we went on hiatus and we're back and everyone makes a big deal because it's back. Like it's a big thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also kind of watched most of the show with Daniel next to me and he was like, yeah, they made some pretty serious deviations. And he also like hated the show for the same yeah. reasons that I do. Okay. Uh, I'll probably skip Man in the High Castle right now because I feel like it'd take too long to talk about given the amount of time left. Uh, I'll do something short and talk about Tremors two and three. Uh, we're, I did those for a couple monster movie Thursdays. I screened with some friends, and I gotta say those movies like watching the first Tremors movie. You know, it has Kevin Bacon. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is you know, it's really it's just like a weird like. Good movie, cheesy I guess. monster movie. Cheesy 80s monster movie that was a good time. And then has even like Reba and she does the songs in it and stuff. This, these, You see what happens when it's like those straight to DVD movies before they're really a thing yet. You know, right. they, they're like, oh, look, behind enemy lines, the Scorpion King. And all of a sudden you get all these fucking weird like. I didn't know this came out. Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't in theaters. It just came out like on DVD and that like it was a home release and you're like um i'm not gonna act i'm gonna act like it doesn't exist (laughs) that's that's just how i'll treat it this worked so well because you're watching some characters still come back like uh the the gun nut from the bunker and the second day like kevin bacon's best friend or his friend are both like the main characters in the second one along with some other new characters and you see like because the whole thing with the end of the first movie, like Kevin Bacon has a good little ending. He wraps up and leaves like with that uh, geog- geology, stu- the seismologist student woman. And in this one, you kind of get the same thing in two with uh, the secondary character. And then the third one is just like the bunker nut guy doing his thing where he's like, oh, I just like to kill these things and I'm going to do my best to make sure that happens. But you get to watch the... Um, get to watch the the um evolution of the monsters which i just forgot their names i I knew them a second ago it was uh crap it was um my god i can't believe i forgot their names but point is like that you get to see them evolve which is really cool like in the second one all of a sudden like it's supposed to be giant worms and you're like, okay, giant worms, and they suck people up and stuff, and they feel the vibrations on the ground. Yeah, the the gravelers. Gravelers, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 gravelers. And in the second movie, all of a sudden, you get smaller versions that are kind of like dodo birds. They're just like these bipedal... Weird. ...things that come out, and... Man, did I never watch Tremors 2 or 3? Because I, I, I never... Know. I don't... I do... Oh, wow, weird. I definitely watched the first one, because I remember the giant worm things. But the graboids, like, you know, the worms graboids, were... Yeah, that's what they were. Yeah. The graboids were about um, seismic uh, sensing. Like, they could feel mm-hmm. vibration. Mm-hmm. And that's how they'd track you. Whereas the second version of the graboids that were, like, the weird, like, bipedal uh, dodo bird type things, 
felt heat vision. They had uh, they had these like little things on their heads that can help them see full heat, and that's how they find people. Huh. And in the third movie, it got crazier, and they're like, "Oh, we have flying ones now," and they have the same thing, the heat vision, but now they can fly, and <laughs> okay. they kept morphing differently, but. It's cool watching the progression, and I think we have three more Tremors movies to go. There's like six or something now. There's like a newer one called like Shrieker Island or something that's on Amazon, I think. I can't remember. Or no, it's on Netflix, one of the two. But they're one of the only like kind of straight DVD style ones that are actually really entertaining. Like we're not feeling like we're losing out watching these. Like we wanted to watch the sequels and we still want to watch more of them because it's fun watching the full evolution. You have some returning characters, but if there's one that doesn't return, like you feel okay with it. And so far it's just like a good time because it's still very low key. It's just these guys potentially doing a job and it's a small town. It's not anything crazy where, you know, it's like the monsters are coming and we're going to lose the whole world or the city or something crazy. Like it's just so, I don't know. It, it feels much more like down to earth. And I think that's why the series works so well. And the fact that it's always fun seeing like, oh, guns and explosions fighting these monsters. And it doesn't always work all the time, but it also has a good amount of comedy sewed into it too. Because there's always like one or two characters that are just fucking idiots. And you're like, <laughs> why is there the, there's like always some lackey guy, at least in the second and third one. There's some lackey dude that shows up going like, hey, I heard you're the guy that dealed with the Graboids the first time. Listen, man, I'm somewhat of an expert myself based on <laughs> absolutely nothing. And I think I should work with you. And they're like, fuck, fine, whatever. I don't care. But also, what I, I guess I could use help. But also, I don't want to deal with this guy. And fuck. And that's how like each character has been that's a returning character towards like some new fucking idiot that joins up and somehow survives the movie. Uh, which has been honestly hilarious but yeah just small little thing about tremors two and three that's why i was like oh i need something short that's that's easy that that's something i could do uh i will say we started watching gamera now that we finished all the godzilla movies i'm gonna wait i'm gonna do that kind of the way i did with uh, godzilla where i'll go by era instead of mm -hmm. by movie because there's like seven or nine gamera showa era and like only three heisei so i can knock those out pretty easily um but once i have them all stacked up i'll be like oh gamera as a whole in this era and blah 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 but i've got tons of other random monster movies that i can talk about that'll be fun but as we knock them out we'll see how it goes um but yeah that's been sutra side talk all right uh next week we have like i said demon slayer entertainment district and we'll have two guests on andreas and momo and they've read the manga and Andreas has watched the anime. <laughs> I was watching the anime this week. She can binge the shit out of it, so she'll have it done for sure. Uh, but we'll have full-on conversation on that. We'll probably diminish the news a bit so we can just focus on that. Afterwards, maybe, maybe, no promises, we might be good to go to talk about Horizon 2 Forbidden West. Because that's in like two weeks, uh, if we beat it by then. I think it's possible, though. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, we'll try to do that. If not, um, maybe we'll be good for Destiny. It's one or the other, I feel like. Um, and the, I think the two weeks after will be either Horizon or Destiny, in whichever order works out, depending on how much we've gotten done. Uh, otherwise, um, other backlog stuff. We'll be talking about the Batman on the Cut of Steel. And uh, I know uh, as of uh, current like standings of everything, uh, Cut of Steel is coming back. 
and Sidewatch is currently not happening at the moment. <laughs> so there's a weird switch up there. Uh, Sidewatch right now, we put out one January episode. We actually haven't done the other yet, and we still have two February episodes to do, and then pretty soon March. So we're pretty behind on it. Uh, we'll come back to it when we can. Currently, we're taking a bit of a break there uh, until we're fully good to go to continue it. Until then, though, because it's kind of like Peacekeeper just wrapped up, or Peacemaker. Why do I keep saying Peacekeeper? What the fuck? Uh, we'll be doing a Cut of Steel episode uh, probably next week and release potentially uh, this coming Friday, or this week and this Friday, we'll be uh, releasing the next Cut of Steel episode about Peacemaker. And then uh, in March, probably early March, we'll have an episode out with the Batman. And Cut of Steel will have uh, James, myself, and San Francisco Brandon. And the Batman episode will probably have... James, myself, and both Brandons. Maybe Danny will come back. I don't know. He's been doing his own thing. And I don't know if he's going to watch the Batman movie on time or not. But uh, we'll at least be doing that. Uh, as for up to it, down to it, that's still on hiatus. Uh, TikTok's still on hiatus. Um, I think, though, we might put Cut of Steel, at least these next two episodes on YouTube. Just uh, where I can edit this these ones pretty easily. Uh, the Cut of Steel will be more unedited. So those will be a, a messy YouTube video if you do want to watch on YouTube. So I'd still say probably if you have the option, stick to podcast version of The Cut of Steel if you do uh, listen to it. Um, just a heads up there. Uh, but yeah, that's all the stuff on the horizon. We got games, we got DC movies and shows and stuff to talk about. Uh, after all that, we'll see what happens next. We, Like I said, we have a backlog of pretty much shows and movies to talk about that we have to knock out. So... There's plenty there, so we don't necessarily need a big feature every week. Um, hopefully, we can get back to catching up because we're not going to, like I said before, we're not going to go back to doing backlog specials or anything else. So we'll try to keep these uh, down to a certain amount and keep them churning out with the regular feature stuff if we can. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, otherwise, you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com if you want to comment on the show, if you want to give us any feedback, you want to send us a question and have us answer it on the show. Once again, sutrasidetalk, uh, the title of the show, at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Currently, the only real activities on Instagram, but uh, it's all at sutrasidetalk. And then uh, you could follow James individually at Invader Jim. And you can follow me individually at GoGoComzilla, both on Twitter. Of course, uh, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. If it's Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. If it's Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, give us a like as well as uh, subscribing. Uh, we will catch you guys next week with Demon Slayer. See you later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>